It's, uh, this is like legit, this is real world shit. So you can say whatever you want to say. And here's what I, here, okay, I'll go ahead and throw out a disclaimer for the listeners. I'm recording now. I'll throw hello, out a, hello, hello, check. hello. Can you hear me? Mike Are you check? picking me up? Yeah. See, that's hey. actually perfect distance right yeah. there. Yeah. See, my problem is my my sound quality. Yeah. I've got I forty the right there. Mm-hmm. But see, here's the thing. This is my world. You are hearing. It provides you with the background, man. Exactly the context. This exactly. is this is the context and for this, the, this is your outdoor theater, man. Yeah. And yeah. So like that's. <laughs> That's all. That's gonna provide you with some static noise. Like when we run out of shit to say, we'll just like listen to the just traffic. listen to the background, man. Yeah, I actually people won't get bored. No, no. I, I've had a one buddy told me that he was like, I kind of liked it, you know, because so today I'm actually uh, for the listeners, I'm recording on my back patio uh, in the sun. It's probably what you think, like sixty two degrees. Oh, nice. It's nice. I didn't know we were gonna do this either, by the way. And I didn't bring any sunglasses. I didn't bring any kind of lotion or sunglasses? like a tank top. I could probably get you some sunscreen. Do you have like uh, <laughs> maybe a beach ball? Yeah, I a actually. Blanket? So I've got beach balls. I've got blankets. I've got anything See, a baby there's could. A dog barking. Yeah. I wasn't prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. I like to keep people on their toes. I like, like it bringing though. I guests like it. in. It's and... very relaxing. I feel like I'm in your garden. Yeah. And we're just gonna talk about. Just gardening things. Just gardening things. Yeah. Well, we we started off before. Dog. There's a, what's up, dog? This is honey. Yeah. So we were we were talking about, and this actually. So I've got a I've got an intro kind of written up. Oh. And shit. this this fits perfectly into the intro because what we were just talking about is Jeff was asking me how many listeners I have or how many followers I have. You know, he's kind of asking me some of the... Uh, the Hard-hitting questions. The hard-hitting questions about yeah. whenever... Because here's the thing. Most times whenever you tell people that you have a podcast, there's like two reactions. Both <laughs> of them are on the bewilderment spectrum. You know, like kind of like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. And then the second thing is, well, what do you talk about? You know? Right. It was yeah. like, well... I kind of talk about what I I guess I normally talk about. I don't I don't know if I really switch except it up we're too much. Recording it, except we're recording it. But so I have no way. When I was telling Jeff, I have no way of measuring how many people are currently listening to to this. Um, Everybody, raise your hand right now. Every, yeah, raise your hand to be okay, counted. Let's see. <laughs> well, and see, we were talking about the um, the clicks. So I can see metrics if 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 you see this on Facebook. And you click the link. Yeah. It goes to my website. And I can measure that. So I can see how many people are coming to my website. I can see how many I can see how many people are clicking stuff on my website. I can see all these things. But what's hilarious is what other people can see never lines up with what I can see. So I'll have like 25, 30 people that go through the trouble of going all the way to my website and clicking a couple of pages, yeah. but they don't click like on Facebook. Uh-huh. Which that's the only metric that Facebook ca- cares about is they want people engaging with the posts, right? In a public way, right? You know, so it's kind of interesting. What's funny is if I make a post and no one clicks on it, and no one hits like, and no one gives it any attention, it disappears into the oblivion of the news feed. It like it's gone. Yeah. Nobody sees it. Yeah. Nobody sees it. Um, but if people click on it and they comment on it and they click like on it, then. Facebook says, okay, we're going to promote this dude. It's free, right? Yeah. yeah. So if if people click on it the right way, if they, they take the right... So he's saying click yeah, on it. Yeah, so click on that shit. Why don't yeah, you... Yeah, click, click the on, shit. And if, you're, if you've made it this far to where you're actually hearing me rant about this, then you definitely mm-hmm. should have clicked 
like, yeah, you know? Bad person. Yeah. Click. <laughs> click just, now. It's just a click. It's click now. Click. If you click in the next 10 seconds, we'll throw in a free something. Yeah. Hey, I'll think of something. A free hour of content. Oh, there for you, you go, man. How about that? How, by the way, how long is this thing going to last, man? Uh, how, what Could, do you think? How long can we go? Is there a go. rule? No, I don't like think a, there's... What are the rules? There's no Let's rules. lay down the rules right now. I don't man. think there's any rules. There's no rules? Oh, I mean, shit, you're already getting dinged. Is that me? Is that, is that a, a, oh, is okay. that a oh, 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 here's one of the things, man. It's a listener with a question. It might have been a listener with a question. My Jim phone my phone linked up to all my shit. So now if I get a text message on my phone, it goes to my it, my laptop, it goes to my desktop, it goes to like all these different things. Does that catch it? No. I don't what know. What is that? Just like a dried berry? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. You're lying to make me feel comfortable now, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't ready for this. Like I said, this is. Nah, I'm just playing. I don't man. know what that is. You got but, acorns. You got pecans. Yeah, pecans falling. I got a big old acorn tree out here. Okay, well, and then so let me. So that's one thing I was gonna say. Yeah. I was just gonna mention that in passing. So the other update I have. This is the first time I've done updates with the guest, but it's actually easier for the editing process later. I don't have to move it. I don't have to make as many clicks. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, exactly. So um, my first announcement is the Panhandle Podcast Meetup. It's going to be um, the 27th of November at Fire Slice Pizzeria. Sounds fun. Yeah, we're just going to drink beers. I'm thinking about putting little name tags that say "Hello, my name is" and yeah. then your top three podcasts that you listen to. Okay. Because like, so Joe, it's not necessarily just for people who have a podcast. No, no, no. For no, anyone no, interested no. in podcasts. Any, so here's the thing. Anybody who's ever said, I heard on a podcast, yeah. or you should listen to this podcast. If you've ever said, damn, I've got to learn how to turn that off. If you've ever said those two words, um, those are those two phrases, then this meetup is for you. You should you should be there. Because what what I what my goal is or what my hypothesis mm-hmm. is, is that there's a lot of people with overlapping rings of interest. So, for instance, if I like, I listen to my top three would probably be Joe Rogan Experience, okay. Tangentially Speaking, and Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Well, I've met six or seven other people who are at completely different walks of life than me, or look different, or have different whatever, and they all listen to those same three things. Yeah. So, right there, it's like a sports team, like the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. You know, you have Dallas Cowboy jerseys. There's no way for me to say what podcast I listen. Nobody gives a shit except for people who listen to podcasts, yeah. right? So create an actual meetup to where you can be a podcast nerd. You can yeah. show up and say Freakonomics, Radio Lab, Hardcore History, Joe Rogan Experience. Like I listen to. I don't watch football. Yeah. I listen to podcasts. So you know? it's your own realm, your own world yeah. you're creating here yeah. for podcasters. Yeah, kind of like a, a Middle Earth of podcast. Yeah, man. Possibly. So anyway, that's well, my I'm first. I'm excited for you, man. Yeah, thanks. That one's, and yeah. see, that's the thing is I, that's not even going to be me. Like, I don't want that to be a me thing. I actually want other people to take it and do it. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I'm actually inherently lazy. <laughs> but Yeah, man. I'm like I'm great at having good ideas, but I need other people to just exactly. do it. Exactly. So I don't so, have to be bothered with it. Because I mean then I'm all bogged down with doing it. Then I can't down. be thinking and I can't shit. be thi- Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't be getting weighted down doing mm-hmm. stuff, man. I don't I don't like to do stuff. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, pass it off to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is what America was built on. They think it was built on the hard work. No, no it's it the lazy fuckers it's like us passing that come the up smart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you pass the buck <laughs> to the guys who can do the shit. Exactly. You know? Uh, anyway, okay, so that's that's oh, podcast yeah, meetup. Announcements. Um, so I've got uh, this phrase came to me this morning. It's do what you're not good at with people who are good at it. So one of the things I was thinking uh-huh, is yeah. you've had a lot of. Sex. I'm going to talk to you uh, later in the podcast about this, but mic time. So the thing is, <clears throat> this so far we're eight thirty into this. I've done maybe seven podcasts and that. So I'm like eight hours of mic time into my career of mic time, right? Okay. But how much mic time would you say you've had? Man, I, it just depends on. Just say like speaking into a microphone. Just speaking any microphone. Any at microphone. All, no matter what it is. Any microphone. Man, I'd say I've got about ten thousand hours. Yeah. Probably. Cause see, here's the thing: is anytime you're talking to a microphone, it's not for you. Yeah. It's, it's not even for your guest. It's for whoever's at the other end of the microphone. So being a comedian, being a uh, like an announcer of an event, all that stuff. Yeah. It's it's not you that's saying it it's the person who's on the other end of the microphone and that will fuck with your head you know like there's been times where I'm sitting there and I'm by myself I've been by myself for three hours and I'm talking into a microphone yeah for who for what I've spent the you know but there is something to it you know you gotta work at it and learn how to do it cause you're like I feel like I suck at it at the moment but it's just because I haven't done it you know So and everybody's got to start somewhere too. You yeah, know? yeah. Man, I do that a lot in my recording studio when I do voiceovers, or I just sit in there. Sometimes I don't even have a voiceover to do, and I'm bored, and I just get in there and I flip on the microphone and just start talking to myself. Yeah, I like to talk to myself. So a you're lot. creating a podcast. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> essentially, I've never done a podcast. This is actually my second podcast I've ever even done. Really? So, yeah. You know. It is kind of it's kind of crazy to me that more people aren't doing. So that's one of the things I have on, uh, like my gimmick, I guess. My when I'm trying to build my brand, yeah. is that I'm the I'm a middle class no one from the middle of nowhere. Like typically, history just breezes right over my existence. Right, I was a fireman on the fire department. I was a taxpayer. Um, maybe I did some runs. Maybe I did this and that. But history, for the large part, passes me over. It's going to look at George Bush. It's going to look at these big, these heavy-hitting players, right? But it's because they're the ones in front of the microphones. So now for a super low cost of getting a, a website, buying a little bit of gear, and putting a little bit of effort into getting guests, yeah. now I'm a podcaster. Now you, Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, that's I'm, cool. I'm sorry cool. to the audience. Yeah, it's okay. We just bumped it's the table. It's okay, baby. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, baby. But so... So I think more people should have I, I actually I've I've had to stop myself consciously recently because I was getting to where I was telling everybody, dude, you should have a podcast. Dude, you should have a podcast. You yeah, know? right. And then you finally just did it. Yeah. Well no, I was telling I found myself oh, telling, telling people? people that. Yeah. Dude, I this guy right down the street, so unfit. Um it's uh sixteenth and uh Monroe. It's a little gym. Dude, uh-huh. that dude is a monster. A monster, you know? He should have a podcast. He lifts. He owns a gym. Yeah. Does, he has an interesting life. Yeah. He should be having guests. He should be engaging his his circle of influence and putting out good content. You know, 
So, but I've had to like. Oh man, oh, perfect! Shit, now Stu's mowing his yard. He's about to mow. <laughs> you know what's That's that theatrical backdrop we were talking what's about? What's pretty funny is he probably heard me over here recording. I'm yeah, like, he's like, I'm gonna mow my yard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, that's I don't. Great. I wonder how loud that is. I wonder if that's too obnoxious. Can you see it registering on? No, it's not really registering. Recording. Uh, here, how about? We'll keep we'll keep going while it's going for the announcements because I don't think anybody really cares about the announcements anyway. Yeah. And your new uh, assignment since this happened is okay. Think of think <laughs> of a song that you want to preface our conversation with today, and we'll we'll throw that in and then we'll take we'll like take any a break. Song? Do I have to sing this song? No 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 no. no I'll I'll, one pull, up? I'll pull it up. I'll oh, pull it up God. and we'll put thank it on God. there. Yeah. But but. You can go as far off the wall as, you know, something that's maybe ringing in your head. I've got one more announcement, so while you're thinking about that, I'll do this last okay, one. Okay, so, uh, Anyway, that phrase, do what you are not good at with people who are <laughs> good at <laughs> He's it. He's teasing you. The, the concept is, uh, so I'm, I'm, I did a little workout this morning with my cousins, and uh, we ran. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, we ran. We ran uh, to Amarillo National Parking Garage. We did some climbing stuff in my garage and swing around some weights and stuff. Anyway, they're training pretty hard for a Spartan race. And we all have home gyms, and we all are building courses, essentially, training courses. So if you want to do a Spartan run or a Spartan race, hit me up, and you can join my Spartan team. The only entry fee is showing up and not being a puss. Um... So, like I said earlier, check out the Facebook Panhandle Primate page, um, and you can follow me on Instagram. And so now we're going to get into a song. Which song did you did you have? One I have the tiger by Survivor. Ooh, all right. Don't be a puss. Right, don't be a puss. That's all the right. theme of the day. <laughs>
Or, okay, we're recording now. Live. So I had the mute button pushed, and I couldn't figure out why it wasn't going back into, like, recording mode. Oh, we pushed mute on the... Um, yeah, the mic the has. Yeah, the Yeti. That's I what I got, man. I got one of those in my studio. I love it. Dude. Really? Yeah. I've been really happy it with it. great. The, uh, the only thing that I would really change, and this is, like, so once I'm a big time... You know, like yeah. I'm on the path to podcast uh, yeah, royalty. Like you're a shooting star, the man. tip top, man. I'm going. Uh-huh. I'm going to the tip top of the game of the uh-huh. of the podcast game. Yeah. But as soon as I do, I'm wanting to buy those little mics that like clip onto your t-shirt with right, the little battery right, packs little because then, yeah. then the podcast can wander. I like then to it wander just goes wherever you go. You know? Yeah, I like to wander. So. Okay. We could, we okay, could go go different places, but also so I think you're not it would, a studio guy. You're like a out and about. <laughs> Interactive kind of. So the few the the dream is being a studio guy, but have you seen? Do you follow Joe Rogan? On yeah, any? man. So do, well, have I you mean, seen I've his, seen his stuff. I don't necessarily follow him. Okay, have, he's he just built a new studio. Follow him around, sniff his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smelling good, Joe. He's smelling it. Joe, smelling healthy. Talk about something cool, Joe. <laughs> oh. Talk about drugs, Joe. Talk about drugs. How cool Joe. you are. Take them. <laughs> But yeah, so he just built a new studio. Okay, and, right, right. Uh, like looking at his studio, it's just badass. You know, it's like an event. Like uh, so, having a having a guest in, it's like an event. You come in, you could shoot pool. You could. He, I think, he has a sauna uh, in like there. A green room. And you know? sauna. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they 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 really machines. they really decked it up, and like they're they're trying to make it to where it's an event. You know, like oh, recording. Yeah, we got the stomp sign. Wife stuck that over there to try to hide. The, I got that thing falling. But anyway, that's the dream. The dream would be to create a pot, okay, uh, like a, a cool studio, studio in Amarillo. Well, maybe a sauna. I don't know. It depends. But making it to where people can rent out studio time. So if you wanted to start right a podcast, right hey, on. you can rent this place, have a big-ass TV, have a couple of mics, a computer, like everything you need. Uh, and a place for the the guest to meet you that doesn't yeah. have sirens. See, I'm, since I'm at the interchange, I get sirens all the damn time. Yeah, from, yeah. From Who do you think that is? Engine one. Who's that? Engine five. I think that might have been an ambulance. I heard the woo woo woo. Oh yeah, did they? See, I don't know if any of the ambulances have that. The is that the know. thumper? Yeah. Is that the one the thumper? I don't know what that's called really. The howler. We don't have it on our truck. No. They should have those on every truck, man. Those are awesome. Yeah, they are. People that cool, can't man. even hear a damn thing, and yeah. then you hit that, and they're just like, "Whoa!" I'd like what to have that, that on my regular truck. That would man. be kind of cool. Instead of a it's horn, my personal vehicle. Instead of a horn, what if you had like a, a thumper? Do, 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 do. Especially when you back up, like at Walmart, man, yeah, that'd be handy mm. if you had a thumper going on, then people could actually catch our attention. Butterfly, I yeah, know. Dude. I get distracted by those too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. They're beautiful. Yeah, with, um, <laughs> So I'm probably gonna. It's that time of year. I'm gonna bullshit this up, but I think that the average altitude, or like the highest altitude that a butterfly has ever been seen at, is something ridiculous like thirty thousand feet. What? I'm. It's taller than a mountain. Yeah, Google it. Google that shit. Whoever's you know the the person who is literally has their phone in their hand probably. So how do they know that? Like, did they put a strap something on this? Well, here's butterfly? what here's what I'm thinking is I think it just got hit. It had to have gotten killed. What are you saying, man? So think about if I'm this like is a flying, if I'm flying in a plane, right? Okay. And I'm just cruising. Oh, and a butterfly. And a butterfly, butterfly hits my windshield. It's Whoa. like holy shit! A butterfly was at thirty thousand feet, right? Oh, wow. Isn't that how you'd have to? Unless you had a big ass net. 
You're just netting everything that's that high? Can you net that but high? Do you really think in an airplane at 30,000 <laughs> feet going like, what, what do they go, 700 miles an hour, that you're going to see a butterfly? I don't know, man. NASA's Did you guys see that, man? <laughs> NASA's pretty amazing. Pilots, Did you see that? <laughs> it was a butterfly. We just smashed the butterfly. it was a monarch. <laughs> I got a butterfly in the engine. Or some shit like Holy that. Cow. Yeah, but anyway, um, who knows these things? I don't know. Actually, Facebook. I saw that on a video where they sent a weather balloon up, and it was one of those three D inter- or uh, multi dimensional interactive things where you can turn your phone and you can like look all directions yeah. from this weather balloon. Yeah, and it had different facts that were just like. This is how high weather balloons go. This is how high this. this yeah, it had a butterfly. This is the highest altitude that a butterfly has been found at, or some shit like that. But wow, that's um, fascinating. Yeah, I'm thinking about working on a children's book too. About how, butterflies. How high do butterflies fly? Yeah, that's a good idea. You could work it up through the strata, teaching kids science as you tell them an interesting story about a little butterfly. Would you just follow one butterfly that went all the way, like made, like kind of like the little engine that could, oh, but like shit, the little dude. butterfly no, it that would, could? It would be the, it would be like the butterfly, like rising above everything. Everybody be like, dude, you can't go, you can't fly that high. All the other butterflies be like, you're crazy. Well, think about it, man. Like when you're when the butterfly was in the little, uh, what do they call it? Cocoon. The, the cocoon, man. They probably told him he, he would thought he was fly. a worm, dude. dude. Yeah, he lived the first part of his life as dirt, a worm. The slums. You were eating leaves and you were yes. staying on the you ground. You were the lowest of the low, man. Yeah, you, you will never worm. fly, much less reach 30,000 feet. Yeah. But, and hey, then butterfly like, grows up. He's like, shit, dude, I got these like, badass wings. And then boom, he gets hit by a the end. You're done. You're That's done. a great kid's yeah, book. Yeah, that is a great kid's book. It It'll teaches sell. them what life. It exactly. teaches them about life. Life sucks, then you die. Yeah. Well, no, no. Life is amazing. It peaks this like really high, but as soon as you like peak, you're dead. You know, you yeah. reach you reach that level. It's like the Buddha. I think so. Well, I I think isn't that like Buddhism? Like once you reach enlightenment, you're once you're an enlightened being, you're essentially. But what about people like, um. Like people that seem to peak in life and then they they don't die at their peak. They go over the hill oh. and too far and then This is the tragedy of the American dream. Yeah. This is the this is the lie people of the American are. dream, you know? Is it says build your whole life building up the exact life you want to live. And that way once you're old and feeble and done and your back's been broken by years of arduous labor. Uh, more pecans. Yeah. Then we're going to smash you, you know? We're going to let you have all that, and then we're going to let you die over, like, a 30-year period, you know, drowning in your own lung fluid. But that's a little depressing. That sounds really sad. I don't want to do that. I don't either, man. I think... So uh, let's talk about something fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that either. Have you got all your announcements made? Yep, dude, we're through. We're clear? We're clear of the announcements. Okay, take off. So my first first point of interest is your background. Like, how would you... Uh, like so, let's say for the for the audience, just say your your professional um, background. Like, what you would consider your professional background? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm a firefighter. Have been for a total of 15 years. Uh, I was a stand-up comedian for about 20 years. Nice. Um, I still occasionally dabble in that. Yeah. It's I don't travel certainly anymore. I don't have the time or anything. Why don't like you that. think Amarillo has a club? 
Um, man, there's not a lot of clubs around anywhere anymore, honestly. And even in the big cities, they're shutting down. They're slowly just it's just not a thing anymore, you know? It, its peak was in the 80s, the, yeah, the yeah. early 90s, late 80s, and it just hasn't been the same since then, you know? People have too much entertainment at their fingertips now. I mean, you know, you don't need to leave the house anymore. People don't go out like they used to. You just, you've just you got the internet, you've got the TV, you've got a million channels on your yeah. TV. But, I mean, but, but we're missing something, right? Don't that you think human that... human connectivity is well, what see, we're missing. And I think whenever I talk to most people... They never say, man, I wish I stayed at home and watched more TV. They always say, I wish I had time to hang out with you more. Yes. Or like, I wish I had time to. And so that's what's funny is now having a kid, um, you know, Shannon and I have both noticed like it's really difficult. <laughs> Luna, Luna, get out. Go, go. Y'all go. Go. Get get off the deck. Get off the deck. Um, <laughs> it's really difficult to connect with people on a deeper than, hey, what do you do? Are we similar? Are we symbol- similar in like the way that we walk through mm-hmm. life, the way that we talk, the way that we think? And if so, okay, we're going to jump into a relationship and we're going to be best friends. Versus, remember how like growing up in middle school and high school, you'd have that thing where you're like, I think that dude's pretty cool, but I'm going to have to, like, you had to work to become a friend with somebody, you know? Right, but right. then once you had that friendship, it was deeper than, hey, what shows are you watching currently? Yeah. Hey, what, uh, you know, like you, you had questions that you would ask each other that weren't, that you didn't know the answer to beforehand. Now everybody asks questions where they really know the answer beforehand. You know, they say, what are you? Well, uh, I'm, I'm a pretty good dude. I'm not a piece of shit. I pay all my bills. Uh, I, you know, I stay straight with the law. I didn't uh, say any of those things. <laughs> Can I change my answer <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give me the D answer. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I just think, like, I hear, uh, I listen to, like, Joey Diaz's podcast, Joe Rogan's, and all. this is actually one of the, one of the things I was wanting to, one of the later questions is, um, you know, Joey Diaz always talks about how much he's learned from stand-up comedian, uh, like being a stand-up, you know, stand-up comedy. You learn how to bomb. You learn how to how to turn the tide in a room. You learn how to, like, see, like, who are the stinkers? Who are the assholes? Who are the people who want to be told the truth? Because that's the best comedy is when you're telling them the truth. Right. If somebody starts heckling you and you're like, oh, all right, you little, you fat turd. You know, <laughs> how many donuts did you eat today? And be honest with me. Uh-huh. Dude, no one can recover from that. You yeah. know, like whenever yeah. you start. Or, but then there's other people who you have to attack them in a completely different way. But everybody can be broken down, you know. Right. Which is, I do think that stand-up comedy and uh, firefighting share that share that thread it's like it doesn't seem like the same but you have to be able to tear people down and build people up in a like manipulative way that's like the senior hoseman you know like the the archetypal senior hoseman or old like uh yeah you're sort of a a headliner kind of an act you're kind of giving the kid shit like he's a heckler in the audience or something you're Putting him in his place, you know, kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, and then once that happens, if you say the right thing, and I'm, I have a sense of humor. I don't take myself too seriously. It's impossible not to laugh. Right. Like right. I've had some zingers from some old timers, and they say it and they make fun of me, and like I kind of like 
walk around the truck and I'm laughing because he nailed me. You yeah, know, like yeah. he said exactly like. And you have to be tactful in a way that you're you don't alienate your audience too much, mm-hmm. so that they do still laugh even though it was right. Oh, man, oh, that was yeah. funny though. Yeah. But if you go too much and too harsh, then they're going to you alienate them. your rookie or your audience. Right. Period. Right. So, yeah, there is a similarity there. Well, and seeing so. Um, so, like, one of the questions I have is uh, is learning how to bomb. So, I think in – so, uh, one of my things is, like, rock climbing. I, I do a lot of rock climbing. The only climbing. way to learn how to bomb is to bomb. Is to bomb, To right? go through it. Right? You cannot describe the experience to someone unless they <laughs> go through it. It re- There really is no way to completely describe the experience. It's like a just a two-dimensional description, whereas it's a full – Multi-dimensional experience, man. Okay, okay. Give me, um, <laughs> give me your your funniest bomb story. Do you have a funniest bombing story? Mm. Did I spring that on you too? I wouldn't necessarily call it funny. It still <laughs> stings, you know. There's yeah. like two or three of them over the years. Because when you're doing comedy, it's it's not. You know, people have all these misconceptions about comedy, just like anything else. Right. Like, yeah. Did you do the tour, man? Which tour did you do? You know, like like, or did you do the circuit? They ask you that a lot. You know, there wasn't necessarily like a circuit that everybody. Well, once you get plugged into the circuit, kid, you're, you're gonna oh, be you're there. going to the yeah. top. You're it's going not, straight to the top, there's kid. There's a million different agents and people that are booking one nighters and full weeks at clubs and colleges and cruise ships and TV gigs. There's just a million avenues to get right. booked. You know, Corporate there's no one stuff. thing. There's no one exactly. So there's no one circuit. There's no <clears throat> one route. To any of it, especially now, with YouTube oh, and yeah. just a million ways to be able to put yourself out there and to make it. But yeah, it's. Uh, I already forgot where I was going with all that. Well, we were talking about bombing, and you were saying like you're. Yeah, gonna- I was trying to avert it. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, like, oh, I forgot what you're talking about. How convenient. Well, see, because here's here's the thing is so I'll I'll so you know Joey Diaz. There's different comedians who there the where they learned. Who they were was on this, a comedy stage, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I, where I've learned I am is like in a boulder field or up on a, right, a right. rock. Right, whatever tests you. And you get you. you get to this point where you start questioning yourself. Mm-hmm. You're you're not Why questioning anybody this? else. There's there's nobody else's fault. Yeah. This is no one else's fault. Yeah. I am in this particular position because I've made a series of decisions yeah. that have placed me in this spot, and I'm bombing. Right, I this whole trip, I, I've basically committed four hundred dollars, and uh, well, maybe more than that. I don't know how much, but you know, uh, to a six-day trip to Colorado, so that I could sit below one rock. Right, so it's six yeah. days, large money commitment, large travel commitment, large time commitment, and it's all to sit under this rock, and I can't pull the first move. Yeah. I'm bombing, you know, and that's when you learn like. Am I am I gonna roll over and take it? Am I gonna show back up and am I gonna show up again? Am I am I gonna keep doing this? Am I you know, that's where that like resolve and the the inner drive like kinda comes yeah. from. Yeah. And with, with comedians, I think making people laugh is like that that you don't learn as well, maybe you learn as much. I don't know. This is a presumption. But maybe you learn more from the bombs than you do from oh, yeah, the Yeah, it's like anything in life, man. I mean when you succeed, you learned that it, what you did was successful, but it doesn't necessarily 
mean that you can repeat it exactly the next time and, and get the same success. Yeah. So when you bomb, whether it's, and I always considered it like a, I don't know, like there's several, there's so many jokes and bits and gags within a, an act that you could have a great show, but there's still one or two jokes within all that that bombed. Right. So how many of those bombed? I, you know, right, I always yeah, wanted yeah. to get a whole, a 100 A plus on my test, but I've never gotten that. And that always drives me. But man, bombing, I've learned so much from it. And I did learn resolve from that. I would, I'll give you an example. I bombed multiple times in my career, but at one point I finally got to go overseas on a USO tour and I was super excited. I got my passport. I, you know, I'm packing my bags. I'm gone for a month and I go to all these foreign countries, about three or four of them on the first trip. And I remember thinking, man, this is going to be, like, easy, man. These guys, they, they're they going to be so excited to see us. The troops, you know, they've yeah. been at war. This was right after the first Gulf War had kind of happened in, in the early 2000s with George Bush. Yeah. And uh, I get over there, and it's not that way at all, man. Like, these soldiers are drunk. They're wasted. Like, the first night we did a show on an island in Bahrain, and it was for a submarine crew that had been out to the sea for six months by themselves, oh pent up, you know, God. all this pent up male energy. Yeah. And they pull into port, and that night I had to do a show oh, for these 400 animals that uh, just uh, testosterone uh, through the roof. Yeah. And they were all drunk. All, I mean, they only had two days off. Mm. So they just wanted to get yeah. drunk and raise yeah. hell, man. Yeah. And I was stuck in their way. So <laughs> they, I, I started doing my show. They start coming up on the stage and try to take the microphone out of my what? hand. It was almost a fist fight. I was not letting go of the microphone yeah. because yeah. you learn early on, your microphone is your power when you're right. on stage. Yeah. You can talk louder than everybody else and you have more control with it right. yeah. than without it. Don't ever give it up, you know? So I just, I knew that I wasn't giving up that microphone, dude, and it was starting to get pretty sketchy. And then luckily their um, commander, um, this big muscled up black dude man he was cool as shit he hops up on the stage he's like y'all chill out man get the fuck out of here and made them all go sit down and and be cool and then i finished my show but god it was hard to, oh. it's hard to still be funny when you're yeah. like you know let's get my ass <laughs> all right uh, all right thankful soldiers <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm real funny now <laughs> shit my pants oh i man. just didn't I, it was totally unexpected yeah you know? and then yeah. after that i kind of got more and more used to it but and and I had some great shows. There were times where I mean it was like dude, it was yeah, exactly I, what I expected. Yeah. And they were, you know, we did one show, we, we they they what they do is they get you over there and then they add on extra shows in these mm. other unannounced locations. So they're like, You're gonna get on a cargo plane later and we're gonna take you somewhere and you can't we can't tell you where. So they take us over into Kuwait and I don't know where we're at, but dude, it is like Razor barbed wire fences, two of them, <laughs> two perimeters, everybody's got a machine gun, yeah. even the people walking around Within the perimeter, yeah. and um, so they don't even have a stage. They don't have a place to do a show or anything, you know. And so we sleep in tents uh, out in the desert with these guys. And then the the next second night we do our show. Well, they just like pull up a flatbed trailer and we get on top of that and they surround us oh, with dude, headlights. That is cool. And we do our show and they loved it, man. It was the best show ever. But then, like, the next night, we fly over to another location, and it's, like, in the back of, like, a Schlotzky's, and they're, like, yelling at you and drunk, and so it, it just, 
really taught me resolve. I mean, I had so many bad experiences like that where literally two people are at the show and they don't care and they try to get in the middle of your show or disrupt oh, your show. And, and they're not grateful at all for you to be there. And it makes you question, why are you there? Yeah. Why am I here doing this for these two drunk idiots who don't even care if I'm here or not? And they'll never remember me yeah. anyway. So why am I doing this? But it's like you said earlier, when you're talking into the microphone, whether there's someone on the other side of it or not, it's something I chose to do. It's something that I deep down know that I have a passion for. I have a calling for it. I have a desire, deep yeah. desire to talk into microphones. I don't know why, man. Yeah. It's just this thing. I'm fascinated with it. And I, I almost could not <clears throat> even plug it in and just talk into it. Yeah. It's almost like a it's like my other wife. It's like a counselor. It's like yeah. my baby. It listens to me. My little blankie, my whoopie, my Yeah, your whoopie. It's my it's my yeah. pacifier, dude. Yeah. Not, yeah. You know? Well and see, so what's what's crazy that's is why I have this. Yeah. Yeah, well, see that—that's actually so. That's what inspired the do, uh, do what you are not good at with a person that is good at it, and yeah. it'll like bring you up to that level. Yeah, because that's the thing is so. <clears throat> so for me, I can bullshit literally with anybody. Like my wife, it actually pisses my wife off. Yeah, because I can just be in the middle of whatever, and it's like, boom. Uh, Dexter, shut up! You do not <laughs> have to talk to every single person. Um, but, um, Sorry, dude. Oh, that's I had to take like, a selfie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we both black paws. Everybody's like, what? That doesn't yeah. translate. <laughs> I know, man. That's the hard part to get used to with a microphone, yeah, yeah. too, is that not everybody can see what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah. I remember when I was a little kid, my little brother was talking on the phone to somebody, and he just kept nodding his head yes and not saying yes. And he just, like, didn't understand that yeah. they couldn't see him yeah. saying yes. <laughs> you're not. You know? Well, see, it's, it's social cues. Just, like, you don't. Um, you don't pick up the same. We're we're created, actually, uh, like evolutionarily or however you want to slice the cookie. We're created to see a person when we're when we're talking to them. That's survival. If you're mad at me, I need to be able to instantly know if you're mad at me even before you say anything. That's why body language. That's why you know we speak yeah, multiple languages. Yeah, what do they say? Like seven percent of communication is just your words, your mm -hmm. actual words, mm -hmm. and the rest is body language and emotion. Yeah, and it's where true. you look, what direction your eyes are going. Uh -huh. I mean, people people want to hide who they are so much. Yeah, but people don't realize it's impossible to hide who you are. It is impossible. You can put on as much makeup as you want. You can cut off whatever body part you want. You can put your hair up in that whatever braid or bun or like fluffy you know those like 80s cowgirls where their hair is like fucking four feet bigger than their head and it just doesn't move yeah you know yeah. it's like a helmet i like that yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it, it, but you know you can't cover up who you are like even by covering up who you are you're telling the world who you are you're telling the world an aspect man, about yourself deep, but see and that's what's cool about being a comedian <laughs> is you're telling the world who you are. You're stepping up on that stage, and that's why it stings so bad whenever somebody, like, takes it, takes your creative process and, like, your something you've, like, your baby, and they say, oh, it's not a very good baby. Yeah. It's like, shit, dude, this is my baby. Like, yeah. you don't understand. Yeah. It's the only baby I got, yeah, you, you know? Yeah, you get your feelings hurt if yeah. they don't like you, you know? Well, but... I, I've already faced that just slightly with this, you know, is... 
because I, the thing is, my audience, I don't know who my audience is. My friends, my current circle might not be who my audience actually is. My audience might be outside of Amarillo. It might be uh, a thousand people spread out over the entire United States. So whenever somebody who's not actually supposed to be in the audience Mm -hmm. is in the audience, which is one of the reasons I think like a, a comedy club is so interesting. The people who are really there to see comedy, they're there to laugh. They want to laugh. They yeah. they want to give you. That's why they paid money to get into this show is to laugh. Yeah. I want to laugh. Well, there's people who stumble into my podcast, and they don't. I'm not that I'm telling jokes, but they don't want to laugh. You know, they don't want to laugh at my joke. So they <laughs> listen to it and they don't get it. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It doesn't hit. You know, it's uh, it misses the mark. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I, you know, it's funny because at the fire department, that's actually one of my largest, which. In hindsight, it's kind of a, a strange thing, but one of the reasons I waited to do it as long as I did was because I was like, dude, there's a chance that the guys at the department would find it and hear it and then be like, Man. oh, listen to this, listen to this dweeby little fuck. He thinks that people want to hear him, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. And then they'll start dogging Exploit on you. It, man. And, and That's what they do. And that's the thing is, and that is a healthy atmosphere. That is a good atmosphere because it pushes me to actually try to put out something good. Right, but right. all of those guys, I, I would actually say it's been the opposite effect. Yeah, like I've heard people encouraging. Well they say yeah I don't really get it But that's cool that you're doing yeah, it Like I'm yeah. glad you're doing it It's It's yeah. uh, It's cool that you're doing it I you might know, not have There's not a it. lot of people that get it You know It's like I just I just don't get it These kids these days mm. With their podcasts mm. I, you know, their Instagram and their yeah. fate, these millennials yeah. Yeah. These little millennial bastards How do you bastards. even cast it Like what is it, What is it do like yeah. how do you what do you when do you where do you eat yeah. how does this even what, what, I want to watch on? I want to watch my football and I want to watch my beer commercials like leave if me I alone. can't see it I don't want to hear it yeah I don't want to hear it <laughs> well seeing like I like to close my eyes and pretend and imagine things I like to read books a lot oh, so I think yeah. that translates into podcast What's your type last of three stuff books? I like audio Last three books you've read? Um, I just re- got through reading the series uh, Khan about Genghis Khan. Oh, uh, nice! There's like a series of five books written by a guy named Khan, also spelled oh. differently, C O N N. But hmm. man, it is a badass Dude, read. That it's is the, awesome. my favorite read I've ever had. And then I read a uh, Summer of the Comanche Moon about oh, Mona Parker yeah, and yeah. the history around here. Dude, That's great. I, I actually have that book. I've made it about halfway through. But my problem is I always have like six books going at a time. Oh, really? So, yeah, I always have six yeah, books going. Yeah, I can't do that, man. I'll, I'll have maybe two going at once sometimes, yeah. and then I'll just like make a decision. Am I gonna? Am I just going to power through this and finish mm-hmm. it, or just is it not worth my time? And if it's – I mean, if it takes me a year to read something, then why – I know I'm not interested yeah, in it. So yeah. I don't have a problem with just closing a book and saying, you know what, forget it. I'm not yeah. going to read it. It's not high school. I don't have to. I don't have to do a book report. You can't make me. So do you mostly like histories? Uh, like a lot of histories, I also read a lot of westerns. Nice. I read a bunch of westerns. Really? I can read like two westerns in one day. Like, I just I love like westerns. Louis Louis Lamar. Louis Lamar is my favorite. Yes. Louis yeah. Zane Gray. He's, he's okay, but nice. I got into reading these dirty westerns, dude. They're like <laughs> hilarious. They're called the Gunsmith. There's a actually a whole bunch of these different mm. ones, but the one I like is called the Gunsmith. Man, it's funny as shit. It's like this dude, every chapter, he rides into town, he like wins a poker tournament, yeah. he's a chick for free, they don't even charge him for sex, you know, he has a shootout, has a fist fight, yeah. you know, like just a, kicks just all the an ass animal. in town, and just then leaves. Savage. Yeah, 
And then, uh, yeah, I just, it, it's funny, man, because it's, it's just, a, I like reading anything about a different era, a different time mm-hmm. era, and the descriptions of, the, the, it's the little details I get interested in, yeah. like, how did they make the campfire? How did they cook the beans and the yeah. coffee over the campfire? Oh, what did yeah. they sleep on? What did they use oh, for a yeah. pillow? What what was that even like, you well, know? Like, it's you, fascinating to me, just... You, you lose History. you lose an entire like so I was thinking about it with with women mm-hmm. so two hundred years ago women rose women yeah so if if you get up to a certain age you're helping your mom right it's not necessarily a, maybe it was largely sexist like ever you know and maybe it was largely shitty but what I really imagine it was is more like like me whenever I saw dad leaving to go to work I always was like dude I want to go to work. I want to go with my dad to work. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, I, I, I wanted a lunchbox like yeah, my dad. Yeah, my dad. I wanted to be. I wanted hat. to be my. I wanted to be with my dad when he was doing what he does. Right. Right. And <clears throat> I. I think that the same thing was true with women. Is I don't understand if you're left by yourself all day and you've got some shit to get done. I mean, that's that's life. You always have some shit to get done, but do shit in the meantime that you really enjoy. Have a tea with your with your chicks, you know. Like have play dates, get the kids wrestling and doing their stuff. And then once once the kids get old enough, make them do the shit. That that's why you're a mom is to say, hey, you go do this, you go do the laundry, or you go do the dishes. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do something different. I'm gonna do a, an adult thing. Once you get to my age, then you can earn the right to do yeah. this. But what's what's crazy is since we have since we've um handed over our right to raise our own kids to the state with public schools. Now, instead of uh, little Tommy waking up and going to work with his dad, yeah. well, his dad can't have a kid around. It's too serious of work. Yeah, we, we have can't, labor laws. We can't, have, we can't have kids. Well, even around, you know? Like, 90% of the time I went to work or did something with my dad, even if I was working on a project around the house, I didn't do shit. I was yeah. just with my dad. Right. Like he would say, uh, "Can you pick up the nails for me?" Yeah. While I just, do, you know, he just keeps you busy, you know. <laughs> yeah. But but you learn so many things oh, through shit. through the way, like through yeah, through the process. That if you don't, if you're just at sitting in school all day, you don't learn the same. Hey, shut up! Get get out of here! Go go! See, they they just like to run up, bark a little bit, so that I pay attention to them and tell them to get off the deck. Like that's that's actually their desire, you know, effect. But uh, anyway, man, we got a little bit off topic there. I kind of oh kinda, yeah yeah because we were talking about books, man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I love to read about history and yeah. historical things, more true story type stuff mm-hmm. than anything else. <laughs> Whether it's ancient history or current more current type of history but do you listen to uh, Hardcore History by Dan Carlin no I don't really ever listen to any podcast no you don't every now and then I do and I usually listen to Joe I listen to Joe Rogan yeah yeah. but I'll usually find a comedian that I like to listen to yeah doing an interview do you listen to Joey Diaz podcast no I've never listened to his but he's always on Joe Rogan that one's Rick Marin right Marin Rick Marin, the the no, WTF uh, or Mark Marin, Mark Marin, yeah, Mark yeah, Marin. WTF podcast. <clears throat> um, like dude, his. it just translates so. Actually, if you remember correctly, I don't know if you do, but the first time I met you, or like really actually introduced myself to you, was at Station Seven, and I think one of the first questions I asked you was if you had a podcast, 
Oh, huh. Because uh, I think you had said you had a studio. And I was yeah, like, dude, if yeah. you have a studio, why don't you have a podcast? Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of people ask me that. Have a, hey, why don't you have a podcast? My wife's always doing that, you know, but... I don't know. I just really haven't. Nothing has spurred me to do that. I have enough projects right. going on. Oh, yeah. and I, I usually use my studio for recording audiobooks or voiceovers and stuff like that. And so I don't. Well, you're already. You already have your mic time. Like you already have it. It's booked. So if you do have yeah, an a lot hour. Of times. And so I feel guilty just being locked in my studio back there in the house and not being out and hanging out yeah. with my son or my wife or whatever. But more than anything, it just. I, I, hey. I, and I guess with the podcast, you're not on a schedule per se, but it feels like I would be tied to like an obligation every week. Right. I got to put out a new yeah. podcast, and I don't necessarily want to commit to that, you yeah. know, unless yeah. I had a something that I could come up with a topic every week, you mm-hmm. know. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you, you don't think you could? I think I could, but I don't know if if I want to. If you want to. So one thing that I've kind of had the idea of is eventually, hopefully, once I build up an audience, I want to do a live a live podcast event. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe like what I was thinking is probably like just like the Golden Light, just a place like that. Yeah. And and bring in a guest that you know the the audience wants to hear, wants to see, because they're doing that now. They're doing like a little. Uh, what they'll do is they'll do like a little. A little intro they'll do like a little actual interview kind of like this and then they open it up to questions from the crowd oh, so I people see. from the crowd can say sitting around doing yeah the show. and they'll say what about this and right. it's just right off the top that's just a question that they want to ask and then it can go in a bazillion different directions from there yeah but I, I kind of so this is the thing is I think to we've given away the stand-up comedy <laughs> the club the atmosphere of a person is in front of everybody presents their ideas we engage as a community then we get drunk and we laugh about it yeah you know we've missed that we now we're now we're all shut up in our houses getting pissed off at facebook not actually having people are just too divided when they're when you're limiting your conversations to text and uh, emoji symbols you can't convey the right thing you can't get your message across to people when you're right. not communicating face to face anymore and stand up comedy is not the same as it used to be it's not as i'm not going to say that it's not fun or that you still can't do it because people are still doing it but it just doesn't feel the same your audiences get offended easier now their people are filming you with their damn iphone every time you do a show you can't even practice and work out a set before right. you know they're already posting on YouTube without your consent. See, and, and that's and what I don't understand. Just, it, I don't know. It's just I, a different world, man. It really. I think it would be cool if in so it's always shitty video, right? You got somebody on their phone, and it's like, who are you? But you're gonna post right, that to right. Facebook. No one gives a shit. But here, <clears throat> share this, and and we'll we'll give you something from the night, a professionally produced something that's actually quality content to put out and that way if a comic is so like for instance if a comic is like working out a routine that's not you don't get to share that that's not yours to share but this is what you know you paid you bought a ten dollar ticket this is what is yours to share from that night you know and actually see that's the thing is the media should be a harnesser of content 
and then it should filter it to yeah. me, the content recipient. You know, yeah. like that's the point of media. I don't need I don't need to know about every mass shooting in the United States. I don't need to know about every single person that gets shot. I don't need to know about every single person that gets run over by a car because that shit happens every day. Uh-huh. You know, there are things I need to know about some big issues or some this or that, but. You don't need all of that shit coming at you all of the time, you know? Yeah. It, it's just too much. It, it breaks you down as a human, you know? I always try to stay in my bubble, man. If I stay in my bubble, everything is good in Jeff's bubble, you know? Mm-hmm. Just stay inside your bubble. They can't get to you when you're in your bubble. Yeah. They can't. You're in like a little fortress. I don't care what they say. Yeah, it's like a make-believe... It, force field that I just try to live inside of and I don't allow that shit to affect me even if the news is on I just walk through the room and I don't care just shrug it off whatever another yeah. person died whatever yeah. man dude it's well, cool that's whatever what, that's what's funny is people, I just, people get I, so worked up I can't take up. that on people get so worked up even at the fire department and About it's everything. like I see, everything I see people get killed or die all the time yeah. All the time. I mean, yeah, we're yeah. constantly. In you and, and so, to me, yeah, it is tragic. The all of the mass shootings are terrible, tragic events that I I wish upon nobody, and I wish they didn't happen at all. Right. But you know what else is really sad is all these old people that are disintegrating in their house watching Mari and fucking Oprah Winfrey. Hey, now that's and, a good show. Not Oprah, not, but not, Mari. Not to say it's a bad show. Not it's to say it's a bad show. But it's got its place. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, inside, rotting away, instead of being social and talking to each other and talking to the younger generation. Speaking you know? of that, I got this old man that lives up the street <coughs> from me, right, named Donald. Yeah. <laughs> Donald is crazy as shit, man. And this, Don, this dude is starting to go off his wheels, man. He's in, he's like 88 years old. Whoa. His son and his daughter do not talk to him anymore. Oh, his ex-wife, man. nothing to do with him. He's been married like a couple times. I'm starting to get to know him because yeah, he's yeah. now... Like, I only have, like, five neighbors on my whole neighborhood, oh, really? right? Like, yeah. there's just nobody out there where I live. and I live way out in the canyon. And so he's gotten to where he calls me, like, every day, dude. And it's <laughs> like, hey, can you come up here and look at something, Jeff? And so I go up there, and it's like, he can't put the windshield wipers on his yeah. RV. He's trying to change them, and he just can't figure out what the hell happened. And he's got some screws that had fell out, and I'm like, well, this screw fell out. Well, there ain't no damn screw. And he argues with me like, yeah. I never took nothing out of there, yeah. by God. That must have been that way. And I just start laughing like, yeah. okay, dude, whatever. You know, I don't argue with him. Yeah. And he's an old war vet, and uh, he wrote a book at what? one point when he was like, in his late 70s but this book is just whack dude it's crazy as shit too it's, it's called Donald's Dictionary man and it's, it's got like from A to Z and he just he just rambles about yeah. pharmaceutical industry the government big brother <laughs> capitalism communism you oh, name it man like yeah. he just he, ta- wow. he used to be a pilot when he was younger he's a real interesting wow. dude holy cow but he's I don't know exactly what he's done but his his, his grown daughter and his grown son won't have nothing to do with him damn uh, and so he is getting worse, and he's getting to the point where he's just. I go over there the other day, and I'm like, "Well, how's it been going, Don? You know?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, shitty." I'm oh, like, "Shitty, really? Shitty? Like, what's up?" You know? And he goes, "I'm 88 years old, and I'm lonely." Ah, oh. I'm like, "Man, dude, you know, I can't. I just can't be over there all yeah, the time." And yeah, I'm like, "Yeah." Why don't you get a computer? You know, you should be on Facebook, dude. Yeah. You could you could interact with so many people. Go to people. the coffee shop, like, no, get your paper. You know, hell no. I've been to three computer classes, and that wasn't for me. I'm like, 
three computer classes? <laughs> yeah. Like, what kind of computer class were you taking? <laughs> and I imagine back when you took it, you know, it was it, a whole different ball game. There, I go, now you just touch it with your finger, there dude. Should be, there should be, like, a... a Elder, well, they have uh, some elderly, of that stuff. like training, like, hey, you, you sit down with this young kid uh-huh. and say, how a seven year old, how do I use this? Yeah. Oh, we use this, and you can do but this. But that kind of shit pisses him off, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't know, oh, goddamn seven year old teaching me yeah. how to push these fucking buttons. <laughs> Fuck him. I fought in World War Two in Korea. Yeah. Fucking, <laughs> I don't need you know. Kid. Yeah. Save oh, fucking. I mean, it's just crazy, dude. Yeah. I can't imagine being in his position. So. Well, but see, you also put yourself in those positions, large. Oh yeah, and because, he has isolated himself. Yeah, it's it, his own fault. But now. I feel sorry for him yeah. because he's to a point where he's losing his mind uh, a little bit and is confused sometimes. Uh-huh. And so he told me the other day, like, you know, if I die, all my stuff's just going to go to the state. Oh, and I don't man. want that. I'd rather yeah. go to a stranger. So, like, I want to sign power of attorney over to you. And and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa dude. Whoa, no, man. Easy. Hell no, dude. Because <laughs> I don't want your kids coming up here after you die and, like, pissed at me and yeah. suing me. Yeah. That's the last thing I need. And he goes, no, no, I figured it all out. He was a salesman his whole life. And so he, uh, he, he thought about all this. It. And he yeah. goes, no, he goes, when I die, you just come in here and sell all my crap. My RV, my van, my trike. I mean, he's got all these toys and crap, you know. And, yeah. then, and I sell my house. And uh, I'll give you 6% of it. Whatever, all the sales, and then the rest of it, uh, they'll cut a check to my daughter, mm-hmm. and it'll just rest of it will go to her. And I'm like, uh, oh, maybe. Yeah. Let me think about this. You're I don't a, know what I'm doing here. Yeah, you're about to be in a state. Plan. Yeah. So exactly. So right now I'm in this kind of putting him off phase where I'm hoping he'll forget about it. Mm. But but at the same time, I feel guilty. I need to do something because. What if he croaks tomorrow and his shit goes to the state? I'll feel bad. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to help him out, and at the same time, he constantly calls me, and he's like, <laughs> wants me to help him do everything, man, from from like just fixing hinges on his doors and to his air conditioning. To I went up there the other day. Thank God. Uh, he was trying to light his pilot light again, and he just had the gas oh. turned completely on. You know how you have to push and yeah. turn at the same time? Well, he couldn't do that and light it all together. So he took some bailing wire and wired that fucker wide Wait, open. So you, you bypassed the safety factor exactly. in order to... Yes. Old man oh, thinking right there. Yeah, so it I'll is. It's like, some... screw them, man. It's like the libertarian like at heart. He's literally saying, he's saying, whatever an engineer, a seatbelt, I'm not wearing a seatbelt. I'm yeah. taking the airbag out. <laughs> you know, like, oh, that is hilarious, dude. Yeah, man. He's pretty crazy. So I feel obligated to kind of include him in some things. Maybe we could do a podcast with Donald, man. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah, we could ask him, would. like, war stories. Oh, He dude. fought in Korea. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he was a pilot, like I said. So. Yeah. Plus, he's just a little bit wacky. Yeah, And dude, I that... think it's that wacky factor that fascinates me the most. Oh, yeah. People like him have always been drawn to me. I'm like my wife's always like, "You're a magnet for weirdos." Yeah. Jeff. I'm like, you know, you're right. Look, I got more friends in wheelchairs and friends with weird shaped heads and <laughs> friends with degrees and odd shit like yeah. Scientology and you know, like I'm just for, I like to be friends with a wide variety of people that don't think like my normal everyday. <laughs> 
God love them, fireman friends. Yeah. But they're all just a bunch of boneheads that <laughs> wear ball caps and dip snuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. All, hell yeah, I voted <laughs> yeah. for Trump. Hell yeah, hell yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's them. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. love them, but yeah, you gotta love I need them. different stuff, man. Yeah. I need well, entertainment. And, and so, like, whenever I was in high school, <laughs> that was one of my filters. So, like... Pretty early on, maybe 16 or 17, I set all these ground rules for my life. I moved from North Carolina to Amarillo, and it was this complete new life shift, right? I'm moving back to family. I'm moving back to a different place. Yeah. And so I made rules right then. And one of the rules that I made was any time somebody said, this person is really weird, I had to get to know them. <laughs> exactly. I had I to get to know them, you know? Too. So, like, uh, one of my real good but you know, do you know Brandon McCullough? Yes, a shifter so. at Central. Yes, Brandon, I know him well. Yes, <laughs> yes, I know he's him listening. well. Yeah, but so his younger brother. That's how it was in high school. Mm-hmm. I was sitting at a group of. I was sitting at a, a booth with some of my friends, and he was sitting at a booth with his, Sean McCullough was sitting at a booth with his girlfriend, like next to us. And somebody like leaned over and they were like, "Yeah, that that kid's name is it's Sean Sean McCullough." And I'd had a couple other friends that, you know, our, our circles kind of overlapped. And they were like, yeah, man, he is, he's pretty strange. Like, he's really smart, <laughs> but he's kind of, you know. Uh-huh. And, and it was just like, from that day on, I was that's like. That's cute, man. I was like, I, I, get to know I was that like, I've, that, that's where the magic is, uh-huh. you know. The magic lies with the outliers. Yeah. So anytime yeah. you see a group of, of people, like the one person that is either the loudest, the meanest, the whatever, that is the guy that you need to look at in that group. And and then you need and see like our political system is is the problem is it's a, a result of our evolution. You know, it's a result of, of the system that's built into us where we say, I want to look at a group of people and say, what is the biggest wild card? What what I want to bet big and win big, right? America, you know? So it's like you get Hillary Clinton who is one of the most polarizing yeah. political, mo- you know, and then you get Donald Trump, the other end of the spectrum. So you get these two people, and and both both sides are saying, "Let's swing for the fences." Yeah. Screw this button shit. Screw this single base. You know, like I don't want to just get on base. I want to hit home run. Like <laughs> let's go for the the biggest swing. You know, and, th- and then everybody's like, "Well, shit." You know, like I guess we maybe we should have just bunted. Let's just get on first base as a country. And then right. <laughs> you know, and then the next person they can maybe hit us hit a double, advance us to third. And then who knows? Maybe something crazy happens, and you you know, well, let's just get. Let's just get around the bases one time, right? You know, let's just take it steps, you know. But I don't see that happening. No, I don't either. I don't either. But I but, think we've reached a point in the world, not just our country, but in the world and society in general, seems to be breaking down. Not completely breaking down, but breaking down in the all traditional the old sense. traditional barriers, yeah. man, in all societies. Um, the way men structures. treat women, the we, the way. We look at eight to five jobs, the way we look at military and defense, the way we look at each other as human oh, beings and communicate with each other. It seems like everything on every front is breaking down, yeah. and, we're, and I think it's going to be this huge, eventually, this huge evolution in the way we, we have, I hope and pray, 
that it's this pendulum and that we're at the bottom of the pendulum right now. It feels like we're about to start breaking into some good stuff and some sunshine again and seeing some rays of hope. The sunshine is here. It's the liars up top that are telling you the sunshine doesn't exist. They're saying, dude, the sun comes out. The sun comes out, dude. We're flying all over the fucking planet. I can go to Colorado, California, New York. I can fly around the world, man. No one focuses on good, positive stuff anymore. They only want the bad news and they want the body count and they want the The body Tell me it right now. They're more interested in getting the news first than getting it accurate and we're not all on the same page anymore so it's just it's it's a crazy world it is a crazy world but see that's that's the thing this is uh do you know who terrence mckenna is yes yes Yes. so he has this saying where he says revolutions are where i thrive i i in in a system that there's no chaos we're smashed Right, mm-hmm. the the free thinkers, the people who are trying to do uh, experimental stuff, the people who are trying to fail, trying to bomb, so that they can maybe become the butterfly that flies to forty thousand feet. You know, you're in the cocoon. A perfect system goes through, and they pick all the cocoons and they smash the butterflies. Right, mm-hmm. but in a system where there's chaos, where a certain number of these cocoons make it through, right, the the gardener doesn't pick them. Well, then they turn into something different and they fly off, right? So in, in systems of chaos, revolution happens. Rock and roll, comedy, art, all these things. Like uh, he, he says, um, he's like, have you ever been in a, a pre-revolution society? He's like, the cafes stay open all night and there's dancing in the streets. People are saying, fuck you, society. I'm me. I'm here to be whatever. I... Anarchy, or you know, we all like rally behind these different cries, right? These different flags are like uh, unifying thoughts. But but what's really happening is the individual is rising up and saying, "I am an individual, mm-hmm. and this is what I like. I like rock and roll. I I want to run around with my shirt off and no socks. I'm gonna sit in this field and I'm gonna drink beer and I'm gonna listen to badass music and I'm gonna dance and I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's I think a revolution. Very much you know? a revolution of the individual going on right now, and the whole get a haircut and get a job thing is is falling by the wayside oh, you know dead. like I, I i'm partly responsible for that with my generation with my you know my dad was that guy you had i had to have my hair cut i wasn't allowed i always wanted to get my ear pierced man because my favorite football player was brian bosworth when i was growing up in oh Obama, yeah and I, I just wanted it so bad you know but he was like no hell no you're never gonna get your ear pierced you know well, guess what? When I got my ear pierced, as soon as I was on spring break, right. of course he ripped it out of my ear, and I never got oh, one again shit. until I was about 21. But like, did it? Yeah, he just fucking yanked it out of my tear, ear, dude. Yeah, it tore, ripped it all the way oh, down. Holy shit! Like, <laughs> that happened real fast. It was like, dude, this ripped the shit. Out. Like, oh my god! <laughs> my holy shit! Yeah. I'll never, never think that he's lying or bluffing me again when he yeah. tells me something yeah. like that. Yeah, well, he meant what he said. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but see... But, that, man, it was part of this revolution. Mm, like, I want... Mm, you know what? No matter what you told my dad yourself. was real strict on me, and no matter what he told me, I would go and do the opposite just to piss him off, you know? Like, right. Like, he hated breakdancing, and I sucked at it. Mm. I was horrible, <laughs> but I went to all-white school, so I was led to believe that I was one of the best breakdancers uh, around. Yeah. And I had my own breakdancing board, breakdance nice. pants, the whole thing, and he hated it. So I just drove me to do it more and more. Yeah. Every time 
I would see him, you know. And if I saw him coming home from work, driving down the street, I would just throw that board out in the driveway and start doing <laughs> stuff, you know. So he'd be shaking his head. He's like, oh, Bullshit, man. Man. Yeah, what happened? I grew my hair out long in the back, man. Had a huge mullet. Nice. Yeah. See, there, there is no larger middle finger to society than the mullet, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like... It's like growing a mustache, you know? It's like everybody's probably going to tell you, don't grow a mustache. Some people say, can pull it off. Some people can pull off, and there there's are good. even a few, way fewer, but there's even a few that can pull a mullet off. Oh, dude. Seriously. Well, see, so you know the man bun? Shannon talks oh, yeah. about the, yeah, man bun. the man bun. So he, our. Uh, it's the current mullet of who, our. It's the mullet of our time. Yeah, who is the, uh, who is the actor? Oh shit! One of them. Oh, oh Hemsworth. That really it One down. of them Hemsworth boys. Okay. All bulked up and beautiful. Well, Shannon. So these guys, they grow their hair out for a part, or just because they don't give a shit. It's like I'm sitting on millions of dollars, bitch. I'm gonna grow my hair out. And I'm gonna sit on the beach, you know, because uh-huh. that's what they do. Yeah. Well, he grows his hair out, and before long, he's like, "Oh man, I'm in the middle of a basketball game, right? I got to throw my hair right, up." Toss it up so in he, a man bun. he throws it up in a man bun, not because he's trying to grow out a man bun, but because he has long hair and he's about to wild out and be a savage. You know, I got to keep my hair out of my eyes so I can beat some ass, you know, or something. Yeah. So the man bun happens naturally <laughs> in those senses, right? And I think like the mullet develops naturally in, in certain habitats, right? It's just like, okay, you're a bronc rider in the eighties and, and uh you're you're essentially uh doing something that is dangerous and is a little bit rebellious and everybody looks at you with an air of like respect. Like, okay, at a rodeo, if you're getting on a bull or you're getting on a bronc, I have to give you high five and say, dude, right, I'm not doing cool. that. I'm not doing that shit. And then he says, you know what? I'm going to grow out my mullet. Why? Because I want to grow out my mullet. I don't give a shit. And then the girls are like, well, he's got a mullet, but he's super hot because he can do whatever he's trying to do. And the mullet you know? don't look half bad with a cowboy hat. The, the mullet doesn't look half you bad. You know, it's like it covers the front part. And I think that's where the mullet was born out of was these dudes that wear ball caps all the time. Like baseball. Think of all the baseball players mm. that had classic mullets. Yeah, you yeah. Know? You want to grow your hair out and long, but you got you I got to the take care of mullet, business. Which was even one step farther. The perm? The perm mullet, yeah. Just Not- in the back. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome, man. It was. Oh, that's awesome. It looked good. I looked good. I felt great. Yeah. It gave me confidence, you know. That's awesome. It didn't give me any chicks, but it gave me confidence. No, yeah. Well, seeing the- I walked so, a little bit cockier. See, that's the thing about so we're always told that what we're doing is trying to get chicks. Growing up, I always thought, man, I want to get chicks. But it's really not about the chicks. The chicks come once you... It's about you... the wind and the mullet, man. Yeah, like it's the wind and the mullet, dude. Everybody once in their life just to feel the wind <laughs> blow through it, man. Feel the wind and the mullet, dude. The wind dude. and the mullet, man. Well, it's, it's like being... the wind and the mullet moment. Like, we should write a book like that. Like, it's just about those wind and mullet moments yeah, yeah. in life. Well, see, I think that's what's beautiful about riding a motorcycle. Right, yeah, it's because in wind in the mullet, man. It's like you know what? I know this is incredibly dumb. I'm driving around with vehicles that weigh thousands of pounds more than me, and nobody pays attention. Nobody thinking about looking at a motorcycle. But you know what? I'm not even gonna wear a helmet. I'm just yeah. gonna get on my motorcycle. I'm gonna fucking ride around. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's, it's a wind wind in the mullet. Yeah, rock like and roll. Where it's, you're just like throwing caution to the wind and you just don't care you're up on a ladder you're not leg locked in you're looking <laughs> up for a free cable yeah you're just like yeah wind in the mullet baby yes yeah, yeah well and see, freedom it is freedom and that see like that's the thing is 
People people think it's like uh, the it whole. represents freedom. We should replace the flag with a mullet. With a mullet. Just raise a mullet scalp up it's there. It's like, at the are top. you? It's are you an people, American? It'll solve Do you the have a mullet problem? Yeah. You know, we'll just like start all over, dude. Everybody fresh. can get behind mullet. With a giant per mullet. I pledge to the mullet. I pledge to the mullet. Yeah. Of the United States, of which it stands. <laughs> it's true. It's true, man. And see, like, that's the thing is it's the exalting of the individual. I think that's the new. So it goes what, back to the, what we were talking about earlier. The ne- what, Even these guys that are kneeling, they're trying to get their individuality heard. They want right. their message to be heard. And obviously it's not coming out clearly. And people are taking it the wrong way. And I think they're communicating it the oh. wrong way. We're all communicating and listening the wrong way anymore. Doesn't it feel like, well, like you see, can't clearly. These guys have millions of dollars and they can't hire a publicist they can't hire somebody who says okay what is what is it you are wanting to say right like let's write a blog post a really well thought out blog post let's let's get it exactly what you are wanting to say and let's open up a dialogue obviously they want to be heard but i want to be heard i don't think what the message is is being delivered because if it is you know, police violence or or whatever they say it is, because I really try to stay in my bubble and not pay much attention. So I just think that is it. Look at the effect of what you're doing. Is it having the desired effect of, of lowering police vi- brutality? Probably not. Yeah. So then why are you still doing it? Because it's having the desired effect of publicity yeah, and oh, my, me, look at me. It's getting me clicks. That's it's getting me I follows. Think. It's getting me this. But actually making a difference. It, it's the same thing with. Immigration, illegal immigration. Everybody loves to argue about that shit as if it's a yes, no, black and white policy. And it's not, dude. It's not that simple. To me, illegal immigration, the bigger problem is the issue really is why is it so hard for the, an immigrant to come over here legally? Okay. Right, yeah. I can't blame someone for coming over here illegally to, to feed their fucking family. To, I have to a wife and a son, a and I'm going to do whatever it takes to feed them. Yeah. And if I feel like my chances are better on the other side of the river, I'm coming over there as many times as I Dude, have. Dude, they to. have people so calling them at them. home saying there is work. Yeah. If you can get up here, I can keep you busy for the exactly. next six months. I mean, but they're at coming, the same time, yeah. I don't want just anybody to be able to right. come over here yeah. and ruin it for the rest of us. Bad mm-hmm. people can come over here oh, and yeah. do bad things, or yeah. just people that just aren't even contributing to society right. can come over here. I, we, do we really want every lazy ass piece of shit that comes over here? No. Yeah. So we should have the real issue is not I don't want any more people over here, or I don't want any brown people over here. That's not the issue. The issue is why is it so fucking hard? Yeah. To just bring a good family here and and get them on board yeah. and become citizens. Yeah. Why, dude? And why does it take so long? So most, if we most of them want to be focused on the real they issue. Want to be Americans. They like they want more than anything to yeah, be Americans. They want to be they want to be able to walk in the they same. They don't want to be troublemakers. They don't no. want to stand out. They don't want to, they just want to live and have the opportunity to live the American yeah. dream. I agree with you. I think a lot of people feel that way. But it, we just get so caught up caught up in should we build a fence? Should we not? Should we make safe havens? Should we not? Yeah. No, man. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. That's what we need to look mm-hmm. at. What's the end result we really want mm-hmm. for everybody to f- get along? Yeah. And be safe. So and, and be productive, because 
a productive individual, if you're productive within your personal life, you're going to be productive for the overall society. Exactly. So if you're if you're producing well for your friends, if people and that's one of the things I that you know I talk about with church that I think is so cool. Even if you're an atheist, a stark atheist, you don't think there's a god, you don't think anything in the Bible's real. I'm telling you, there is a group of people that meet every Sunday morning that drag their asses out of bed when they're tired and they show up to a place because they want to be better people. Yeah. That's really what the point is, right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, I can get behind anything. If if they're Muslims, if they're Buddhists, if they're any religion, if they're saying, I want to show up and be yeah. a better person every day, I want to show up and be a better person in my life, to my wife, to my kids, to my friends, yeah. to to my boss. Yeah. Like that's the thing. What what are you worried about? Are you worried about yourself or are you worried about your people you work with? Because I can go to work and say, everybody's assholes. These guys don't like me. They don't want anything to do with me. Or I can engage them like human beings and actually be interested in them. And once I'm interested in them, they're more interested in me. And we have a friendship instead of a instead yeah. of a rivalry. You right, know, we right. can work together. Yeah. So I that's that's one of the that's actually one of the reasons I want to do this podcast is to get the the view. So me and you, we're probably what on uh, all these social justice warriors or anti-fascists. We like fit the bill. We're in the middle of the reddest state, probably in the union. Uh, part of a fire department, which is, you know, pretty red. Um, we probably work with the people that they're saying are ra- are the racists. And I look around and I see a bunch of teddy bears who just want to, you know, like they they pull up on scene and it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what sex you are. Are you hurting? Right. Is something wrong with you? Because yeah. we're going to provide the same yeah. level of care no matter who we pull up to. Because you know that's it. Is everybody is quick to label each other, on, and it's easy online. Yeah. To get on Facebook and go, oh, because he said this, then he's a racist bastard, or he's a this, or they're a that. Mm-hmm. But you don't even really know that person. No. And people say racist things. People say sexist things all the time. People say. Well, but it doesn't mean that that's exactly who they are. That right. shouldn't define their whole being. Right. And I, you know, like. I think about my dad when people say things like that. My dad says some of the most racist shit you'll ever hear in your life. In fact, when we go to my son's football game, I try to get my dad contained <laughs> over to the corner so that yeah. he doesn't offend anyone. Because yeah. I know he's going to make some offhand comment. And he doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah, by he doesn't it. Mean it. It's he not- honestly would pull over to the side of the road and help anybody, no matter what their color. Right. But he likes to make jokes about that. Because in his circle, that's acceptable. With right. his friends, the yeah. older people... But he doesn't communicate that well to other people. So I could see if my dad was to get on Facebook how he would immediately oh, yeah. be in all these arguments with people. Oh, so yeah. I always think of that. And that, like I think of him, for example, gay marriage. A lot of people, it's a, it's a polar issue, you know, polarizing topic. And my wife and I, we have a wedding place. We allow gay weddings there. I don't care. Yeah. Your check's not gay. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> yeah, your money's what you not, are. yeah. I really don't care. It's not my business. Yeah, it's not and my business you're is not, to make sure you have a good time. You're not doing that part in my building. Yeah. So yeah. but my dad would be totally against it. And why? Just because just because yeah. he couldn't even fucking tell you. This he doesn't even go to church. This He's not even religious, <laughs> man. But he yeah. acts like he is yeah. and when it comes to stuff like that, that. And suddenly it's like so I always think of like 
man, we're talking about my uh, the whole generation of my dads mm-hmm. when we're saying those racist bastards are those. He voted for Trump. He's a huge Trump supporter. He's a you know yeah. And which again, I'm I didn't vote for either one of them. I felt like it, it was so appalling Did you go Gary that Johnson? that was the choices. Uh, yeah, if he would have been on the ticket, Gary Johnson um, was. I didn't go. I didn't get a oh, ticket. Oh. I didn't vote. Yeah. I'm, I'm admitting that freely right now. Yeah. It was so ridiculous to me. I was like, it was, honestly. It was difficult for me to vote like for Gary cartoon. Johnson. But I actually liked But I, I felt like him. I knew for a fact that the way vote would be wasted. Oh, yeah. I am hardcore oh, yeah. libertarian, though, and that's a shame because it always comes down to. Democrat versus Republican. Yeah, it's, it's always and the shittiest red most, versus blue, left yeah. versus right. They you know? want it that way. It's, it's not, it's, I know. It's so. They want it that it's way. It's so caveman, dude. Like, it's, I remember one time I was in high school and I went to a monster truck show, like a tractor pull thing with my buddy, you know, like he talked me into going. And it was pretty cool at first, but then after a while, it just like got old. People were like fist fighting over Ford, Chevy, fuck you. Yeah. I'm like, really? Who gives You're a shit? You're fighting that much over a Ford or Chevy, which is the better? I, like, over I don't engi- care. Over engineers. Man, yeah, I literally. just don't care. Yeah. I don't care that much about stuff. Anything. No. Well. No, yeah, I don't think anything. I actually do want to get. That's why I don't I participate get, in arguments on. See, I want to get in fist fights, actually. Because they make you mad. No, no, because they're they're really a great, humbling like. So, for instance, like you see some of these uh, t- uh, <laughs> weights and stuff. I want to get a wrestling mat and start doing some jujitsu in my garage, and I want to get some mitts, and I want to get some headgear, and I want to get a heavy bag, and like let's say okay. Um, let's act, so when you fight somebody who actually start a fight club, yeah, maybe start a fight club. Okay. I, that's one of my favorite books and uh, movies. Um, but I believe in it because it empowers the individual. Because what you leave, so when you're scared and you're you're fearful of things, you make certain decisions. When you're empowered, you make certain decisions. So if I'm walking down the street, and let's just say any race, but three dudes. I don't know what race they are. It doesn't matter what race they are. But let's say all three of them are like shrimpy little computer nerds, right? Three black dudes that are shrimpy computer nerds, and they go walking by me. I don't think anything. I'm not scared. I don't feel like I'm about to get beat up. I don't. So now you, you take the same thing and you say three skinheads, Nazis, that are all tatted up and they're bulky and big as shit and they look mean, right? I'm going to be on guard because I am actually a gooey monkey with a brain in my head that walks around, right? Yeah. Shit hurts, you know? If these guys, if three big dudes decide to beat me up, I'm I'm scared. Like, it hurts. It could affect me for the rest of my life, you know? So, But if, if you don't know yourself at all, if you don't know how hard you can go, you don't know what it feels like to get hit in the face, you don't know what it feels like to run five miles, you don't know what it feels like to get halfway up a rock face and be, uh, like, scared right. shitless that you're about to let go and could possibly get hurt. Yeah. You don't. You don't know yourself in those situations, so you can't make the same decisions that you would make. It's a scared version of you versus like being a comedian. If yeah. you're up on stage and you're confident and you know yourself as a comedian, right? Yeah. Then you have you have a different demeanor up there versus like uh, running scared or you oh, know yeah. you're a you're predator prey. You know, yeah. are you the predator in your world or are you the prey in your world? Right, and that's the thing that I like. I really want every rookie on the fire department to realize that's that's all firefighting is. Are you the predator in this situation or are you the prey? 
if you know what the fuck you're doing, if you know where stuff is, if you know if you know what you're doing, you are the predator. Right. On a house fire, on a medical right. call, on anything. If you if I walk in and somebody pounces on me to be the predator, well, do I know my shit? Am I strong? Am I smart? Can I maneuver my way out of that? Sometimes I'm the prey. There are rooms where I am the prey. I right. am attacked. I'm picked on. I have hyenas. <coughs> they circle and they start nipping at me until until they break me, right? But there are also times when I'm the predator. And and it's it's that's the thing with rookies. When they when you're a rookie, you're prey in every situation, even if you know more, even if you're stronger. You've got to figure out how to make that work to your advantage. Yeah. How to how to make the predators realize, oh shit, we've got a big wolfer sitting on right here. This <laughs> motherfucker can tear some shit up. Right. He can tear some people up. He's smart. He's capable. He is able to do his shit. He this kid, I'll put him up against anybody. And then you walk into a room and somebody pounces on my rookie. They say, Hey, what's this piece of shit doing here? I say, You call him a piece of shit, you gotta do pull ups with him. How many pull-ups can you do? I, this guy, I've seen him do 25. Right. Hop up on the bar, man. Call him a pussy after you get on the bar with him. <laughs> Call him a pussy after you go for a run with him. Call him a pussy once you uh, study with him. Or you know, I mean, who are you as a person, and who are you presenting to the world? Are you willing? So, like, that's uh, one of the things with that Spartan rep. Just show up. I have to get going. Oh, are you? Quick, okay. So. Okay. Cool. We'll wrap it up, man. I actually, I don't think. Oh, Peru skydiving and learning Spanish. That was my last note, which <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's probably another podcast, huh. which we will do again, man. Right? Yeah, You're going to Peru. Do all those at one time, though, like like instantaneously. Yeah, like uh, if jump you could, out of a Spanish airplane in Peru. Like, if you uh, could stick a uh, stick like a, a cable into your head and upload knowledge, would you? Or would that creep you out? Yeah, that creeped me out. Yeah, I like too. reading too much. Yeah, I do too. I don't want to ever something about the process. Take the shortcut of just absorbing knowledge. I want yeah. to read it, earn it, and and not so much earn it. I just it's relaxing to me. Enjoy to read, it, and I feel like that's the only way I can truly learn. Yeah, is by just slowly absorbing it. Yeah. Yeah. Not just suddenly. Yeah. <clears throat> it's in yeah. Matrix style. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff, for your time. Yeah, thanks for having We're me. We're at a, an hour and 22, man. That was a, that was a solid solid stretch. So. Nice. Anyway, um, I'm going to play you out with, uh, how about we just go uh, Alchemy by Mick Jenkins. So Never heard of it. it no? Sounds great. Dude, I've actually, I, so I, that's what I'm going to play. So anyway, thank you, people, <laughs> for giving me your time. Uh, your attention that was great uh, yeah that was fun so alright see you next week it's like turning nothing into everything starting with scraps and redefining what society makes its qualities like who thought up the gold standard the haves the have nots ask not what you can do for them but what have you done when you're sick and you're tired or you're hungry and you're thirsty and you take that first bite of drink you sip slow because truth is harsh and it burns but it's also addictive you want more to you drink mouth water 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 Flooded the market, murdering flows, his blood on the carpet, a crime scene, gave him the light, wait till I turn on the high beams, niggas ain't seeing me, 
Drunk off this water, you might just see three of me. Don't greet me as God. My nigga, I ain't no deity. Take off them water wings, I'm losing water weight. I've been on creatine, curing my countenance. Creating this gold from the lead in my pencil, I think I'm an alchemist. And it's gonna take courage, no cowardly dogs in the pound. We don't want around, no love lost or found. Don't give a fuck by the clown. Build them with the pros, conversation profound. I was down on my luck, but I'm still myself. Drinking all this water, trying to heal myself. No, I keep it real, even still, homie, just want you to feel it. I don't really ever feel myself. Remember when I had to find a meal myself. Fresh out of jail, crashed in my nigga Slims. He ain't think twice about the shit. The move was a roll of the dice. Know the Lord on my side, cause I'm 63rd nights was a bitch. Always knew that life wasn't this though. Still had to get right. With the wrist rope, pissed up with a little light and a pistol. Low key, peep high, keep the peace. You know me, you know me. They say I be talking about water too much.